Episode Three: Annie Lacroix. How do you utilize your time the best you can so that you have space in your life for the other things? You're listening to the Taylor Fit Podcast with Francis, where we explore wellness topics from A to Z, so we can take an active approach to improving our quality of life. Okay, so I'm here with Annie. And Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you on my show. Thank you. I'm so thankful to be here. I appreciate being invited. I would love it if you would tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I've got a couple different hats that I wear. I am a massage therapist and I own a massage school, a very small massage school that I opened years ago. I also am the host of the Brainy Boss podcast, which is a podcast focused on entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship is my first love and um, massage is my second and I've been able to intertwine them well took my entrepreneurship into massage, and then that really led me deeper into wellness and nutrition. Wow, that's so awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. I I love that just hearing that your first small business you ever worked for was with your dad um, in his steel manufacturing plant. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience when you know, when you sort of first saw that, that entrepreneurial spirit um, with your dad? Oh, sure. I don't know. You know, I have never known anything different because that's what he's done my whole life. And so it was just to me completely normal to go to work in your own business. And um, he just took me to work and expected me to work. And I think the biggest thing that I got from that is instilling in me a good work ethic because even though I was his child and I was young and I you know when I was little I'd obviously work very short days and probably did silly things but he expected a lot and that just instilled in me early on that you go to work and you work hard and then you get home and you play hard and and that was a lot of fun so I never knew any different I don't remember having the thought about oh, I should be a small business owner someday. It never occurred to me that there was a different choice. Uh, So that was, that was a great, it was, it was great to have that instilled in me. And I had a mom that's like, oh, you can do anything you want. So the combination of my dad's work ethic and my mom's encouragement, I just was like, well, I can do whatever I want. That's amazing. It kind of strikes a chord for me because I remember growing up, you know, my parents, I always remember thinking of my dad mainly as a a carpenter. And I remember we sort of did odd jobs, um, fixing up houses. So we would, we would go along with them, you know, kind of at a, a, yeah, I don't know, high school, maybe early college and kind of help out. It's kind of a fun thing. Every time I go to visit my sister, she's doing some project on the house, you know, and and, uh, we'll whip out the paint, we'll get the, you know, redo the the tile in the bathroom. Um, I love to, to kind of remember like, you know, the, the, the Taylor ladies with the construction projects. <laughs> I love that. Funny. That's so nice. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's a fun thing. You know, it's something, you know, that just, I don't know, it kind of sparks joy a little bit, like to think of like in the projects going and, and, you know, remembering how that really does instill a good worth, a work ethic. Yeah. You know, and then that's, I think the, the heart of working for yourself, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, um, and getting the, um, the fuel going, you know, to, to keep a small business going. Yeah. That's a lot of that is what shifted me to wellness though, too, because what happened is 
I, I've always been a good worker and I worked a lot and I had a dad that worked a lot, but, um, I, I didn't learn to balance it really well. So oh, okay. later in my life, I ended up getting sick. I ended up getting Meniere's disease. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a, it's an inner ear problem. Oh, wow. And one of, um, if you look into Chinese medicine, one of the things about getting Meniere's is that you don't know how to say no. And so I, that must time, be very challenging. It was very challenging, and I was trying to open a business, and I was trying to do a lot of stuff, so I realized that I couldn't just work all the time. I really had to I, – I couldn't just be using my brain all the time, and that's it. I really had to bring in some other health things. I really had to bring in some mindfulness practice and some health um, considerations with my food. And so my career evolved – into being okay I've got a great work ethic and I'm a great entrepreneur okay. and I love to do that but I also need to be healthy if I'm going to keep doing this my whole life you had to find that balance so that you could yes. have some longevity and be able to keep giving right because you're exactly. you're in a giving profession right exactly so that was that was a big learning curve for me that's for huge sure. that's huge I I know also that you being president of the American Massage Therapy Association, that how did that come into play? Well, I was I was a massage therapist, and as I was opening a school, I was getting more and more involved with the legislation around massage, okay. and I like to do stuff like that. And so, in the state I'm in, Washington, there's a chapter here for the the American Massage Therapy Association. So I joined the chapter and was a volunteer with them for about nine years, and wow. which culminated in me being president of the Washington chapter for a couple of years. And it was just a way to be involved and a way to be helping the profession move forward. So I, I did that and it was a lot of fun. Wow. It ended up becoming a little too much for me to do, which is part of finding that balance is I did realize I need to do a little bit less. That's important. That's important to find that balance. Wow. I know that you completed your master's in human nutrition. And I think, did that sort of also evolve out of like finding that, wanting to find that balance for yourself? I, I've heard this phrase, you know, teach what you want to learn. Right, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was teaching massage and I was always incorporating a lot of nutrition and I was learning a lot on my own. Right. And I was I was learning stuff and you, you hear stuff out there and everything, but I really wanted to up my knowledge base and make sure that it was evidence-based and that I really had good information to incorporate it in. Because what I want to teach my students is you have to take care of yourself before you take care of other people. So it just inspired me to enroll in that master's program. And it, it just took that... I. I had no intent of practicing, like, I don't want to be a nutritionist. Uh -huh. I just wanted for me to learn more, and I wanted my students to have better information about how to take care of themselves. That sounds amazing. Um, what prompted you to go to school for functional medicine then? It was the same program, human nutrition and functional medicine. Oh, it was the same that. thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it became about that. finding the balance mm -hmm. and yep. then wanting mm -hmm. that. Uh, to then teach your students that. That's amazing. Yeah, the f functional medicine approach is looking at, at the body as a whole and as an individual and basically saying as an individual, you're going to act differently. You're going to interact with the world differently than I'm going to interact in the world. So what you're going to need to feel healthy and whole and everything is going to be a little bit different than what I need, but there are fundamental principles that underlie that. And so it's really um, 
individualizing medicine. Wow. Um, so some of those fundamental principles to find that balance, those would be like at the forefront of what you would be focusing on teaching, yes. teaching your students, right? Yes. That's exactly. amazing. Yeah. Some mindfulness and whole foods, nutrition and stuff like that. Wow. So amazing. So that, yeah. And I can tell you a little bit about how that brought me into my podcast. Oh Yeah. The podcast is all about productivity and time management. And when I say productivity, I don't mean being busy because uh-huh. I've learned this the hard way. I mean using your time so well that you have time left over to take care of yourself, that you oh have time for <laughs> exercise and movement, that you have time to pre- prepare foods that are good for your body, that you have time and you can still run a business because, and I, I've done this personally is running a business and having it go all day, all day, all day that you never have time to take care of yourself. So my podcast is really about how do you utilize your time the best you can so that you have space in your life for the other things. Those other things that make life worth living, right? Yes. Um, That reminds me of a story. I studied with the Jennifer Muller company for many years and always amazed at how amazing the dancers are in the company and the director of the company, Jennifer Muller, would have these small studio showings where they would invite people to come and watch a new dance piece. And oftentimes Jennifer Muller would kind of introduce the piece she was working on and and sometimes a little anecdote would come up. And I remember there was one time she was telling the story about how there was a man walking through a village and he saw a beggar on the side of the road and he gave him two coins and he came back the next day he was walking along the path and he saw the the beggar on the side of the road with a bowl of rice in one hand and a flower in the other hand and so he was upset with this person he said you fool why did you waste that other coin on the flower and the person's reply was well i have used one coin to buy the food so that i can live and the other coin to buy the flower so that i can have something to live for oh that's so nice what a great story yes exactly you have a moment to enjoy the beautiful things in life so we don't just absolutely work 24 7 and run ourselves ragged and burn the candle at you know both ends and the middle, which is so easy to do. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had to think of a practical to-do list of just a few things that might be useful and helpful for our listeners to, um, to take with them today, what would, what would those, what would those things be? I think when it, when we're talking about the combination of getting stuff done, but also balancing out some downtime, I would say bookend your days. I like I like the beginning hour of my day to not be a time to get anything done. I don't check my email. I don't check my phone. I don't talk to a bunch of people. And then at the other end of my day is downtime as well. I, I don't check my phone. I don't check my email. And so I bookend my days with quiet downtime. Oh, that sounds so nice. So that, yeah, I start in a proactive mode where I'm taking care of myself and then I get ready for the day and then I end in a place where I'm taking care of myself. So I think that is one thing that everybody can do. And then the other thing for me, which maybe is a little bit more, um, it's so specific, but I think it's helpful is that we need to be eating the right foods. And the way to do that 
is to meal prep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Buy the right foods at the beginning of the week or whenever, whatever day of the week you have to do it. Cut them up. Get them all ready and put them in your fridge so that when you're in a hurry, when you don't have time, when you have a busy day, they're easy to get to. So those two things, what you're putting in your body is so important, and then bookending your days with quiet time is helping your mind. So you your day is about your mind and your body, and then in between, you can do the work that you need to do, but you can do it with a replenished spirit and a nourished body. Wow, that sounds amazing. That That's so good. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. I have to tell you, my uh, my daughter at the moment has just recently, um, in the last uh, few months, um, decided she was going to um, try going vegan, and so that's a whole new eating um, eating plan that we're on. And uh, you know, I have to say, you know, my kids are now twelve and fourteen. When they were smaller, I think I had more energy, more focus, more ability to really be on making them eat their vegetables, you know, and, and, and preparing fresh foods on a regular basis. And I have to say over the last, I don't know, maybe year and a half or so, we've fallen into the habit of eating more packaged foods, you know, even as much as, you know, nutrition has been an important part, you know, of our focus. Recently my daughter going vegan, trying to navigate that process and make those healthy foods and the adjustment, but it's been a task. And um, what she shared with me just the other day, I thought this was amazing coming from my 12 year old. She took a snapshot of something she saw in the school and it was a picture of a plate divided into four quadrants where one of the quadrants was your protein, one of the quadrants was starch, and then the other two were filled with vegetables. So basically half your plate filled with vegetables. And I got really inspired by that. So I'm grateful that they had the poster up at school. <laughs> I'm grateful that my, I think that the 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 focus on food for the majority of the, the kids' younger years, I think that sinks in, even though we've had a lag and then now we're sort of coming back. It's been really inspiring to to just be able to try to get those veggies on the plate and get the fresh foods rather than the package. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, good for her. Do you have any thoughts on maybe like for parents out there, how to make that nutritional ease happen? You know, I think whatever you do, most of the time kids will follow. And I know that that's not always true, but if you just start having, you know, get together and make food prep fun get together and, you know, I have a friend that she does this great thing with her family. She, every evening it's quiet time and her and her husband and the kids, That's beautiful. they all pile into the bed and they all read. So the kids will be down at the foot of the bed. They're they're They each have a book or that one of them likes to draw. So one will be drawing, one will be reading. And then my friend and her husband get to read too, but it's an hour of family time. Everyone's together and they're reading together. So that would be a way to end your day. There's no electronics allowed during this, right? So that would great. be a great way to end the day. It also might be a, a great way to start the day. I know that's tough with going to school and everything, yeah. but you know, it's not a bad idea to think of maybe a shorter time, but a quiet time as a family together at the beginning of the day. I, that sounds so amazing, you know, just to figure out how you connect with your little ones, even as they are sort of going through their different phases and and ages, having that special quiet time, you know, that r reminds me of another special memory um, with my dad. You know, you ever have that, that moment where you sort of, you're sitting with another person and, and you just, you kind of, you don't really have to say anything, you know, right. 
I remember that on sort of long car rides. He would drive me <laughs> to whatever rehearsal I was going to. And, you know, it was a quiet time, you know, but it, there was a togetherness that was like really nice and focused. Definitely. It was fun to remember that. Those are nice memories. Yeah, it's a good thing. So I love it. I love the idea of bookending your day, like figuring out when that quiet time is going to happen, when that peaceful rejuvenation period is really. And then also having your nourishment sort of planned out and, and available. So I would love to let our listeners know where they can find you. Sure. No yeah. problem. On Instagram, I am at a brainy boss. So that's a b r a i n y b o s s. On Twitter, it's the same thing, a brainy boss. And then my podcast is Brainy Boss, and you can find it anywhere: iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. So that that's the best way to find me. And my website's brainyboss.co. So it's all just Brainy Boss. Brainy Boss. <laughs> I have to ask you how you came up with the name. Well, I love neuroscience. And I love how our brain tasks and does things. And, and I like boss because that's for entrepreneurs, right? Because a lot of what I talk about in the podcast is that how, how to best use our brain to get things done. We can't multitask. It's proven. We, um, we, there are better times of the day for doing analytical tasks and better time of the day for doing creative tasks. So I like to bring in the brain and how to use it best to make the most of our time. Oh, that sounds amazing. It makes total sense. Thank you so much for talking to me and hanging out, for sharing your wisdom with, with our listeners. And I'm so grateful that you were happy to be on our show. Oh, I, I appreciate so much being here. This has been a, this has been a fun chat and I'm, I'm just excited for it. Oh, come. it was a pleasure to be here and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thanks so much. Me too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Annie. I know I did. Make sure you hit subscribe to hear the next episode. And we look forward to seeing you next time. If you need more info, you can check out the website, taylorfitwellness.com. Take care. Bye.